I was radical, sold out, living for God with everything I had. I'd been an alcoholic and God saved me. I literally owed him my life. When I was 32, I quit my job as an attorney in Tallahassee, Florida, and left my townhouse on a golf course life and went to China to share Jesus. I want a deeper relationship with Jesus. I ran after him with all my heart. I studied the Bible. I taught Bible studies. People began to come to me to help them understand the Bible and Christian life. I had the privilege of sharing the Bible with people who'd never heard it before. Fast forward to over a decade later, I was in Hong Kong and I was floundering. When I thought about myself, all I could see was my weaknesses and failures. I was insecure and defensive. And when I looked at others, what I noticed first was their flaws and mistakes. I struggled with relationships and was ashamed of my behavior. This wasn't what Christianity was supposed to be. Where was my love? Why was I so negative? Why couldn't I just enjoy people? Why couldn't I enjoy my own life? I was eating from the wrong tree. God placed two trees in the Garden of Eden. Genesis 2, 8, 9, New Living Translation. Then the Lord planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he placed the man he had made. The Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground, trees that were beautiful and that produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There are many trees in the garden, but only two are named, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Did you notice that they're both in the center of the garden? These two trees represent the two basic paradigms for looking at and living life. A paradigm is a unique way of seeing and understanding something, a perspective. Each of us chooses one or the other of these two paradigms. Our choice becomes the center of our thinking, the paradigm that we use to perceive, to understand, and make meaning of life. Our choice will determine how we see, feel, think, and act. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. Genesis 3, 1 to 8. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat from the trees in the garden. But God did say you must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of a garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You certainly will not die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Satan didn't make Eve sin. Yes, he tricked her. He lied to her. But it was her evil desire to be like God that led her to disobedience. Adam was there. He heard the conversation. He was silent. He stood there and watched Eve do the one thing God told them not to do. Then, without a word, he ate the fruit too. He wanted to be equal to, to be like God. Their choice killed them. Adam and Eve died that day, spiritually. Their sin separated them from the life-giving relationship they had with God. And they discovered that life doesn't come from knowledge. Life comes only from a relationship with God. The tree of life. 
John 17.3, the Passion Translation, says, Eternal life means to know and experience you as the only true God, and to know and experience Jesus Christ as the Son whom you have sent. Isaiah 59.2, Expanded Bible. It is your evil, your iniquity, that has separated you from your God. Ephesians 2.1, New Living Translation. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. Knowing God is life. Separation from God is death. Disobedience and doing wrong separates us from God. The tree of life that once was in the Garden of Eden is no longer there. Our tree of life is the cross of Jesus Christ. Through the cross, we enter into life-giving relationship with God through Jesus, the way to God, the only way. John 14, 6, NIV says, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The first Adam chose the tree of knowledge and brought death to all mankind. The second Adam, Jesus, chose the tree of life, the cross, and gave life to all mankind. Acts 5.30, New King James Version. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging on a tree. Galatians 3.13, New Living Translation. But Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. For it is written in the scriptures, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. Through faith with Jesus, our lives were joined with his. Galatians 2.20 in the Passion Translation. I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. Back to my story. Remember, I was in Hong Kong and floundering. Where was my love? Why was I so judgmental? Why couldn't I just enjoy people? Why couldn't I enjoy my own life? In my zeal, I had made knowledge of the Bible my paradigm. I was a born-again Christian, but I had chosen the tree of knowledge of good and evil as my worldview, my way of seeing and understanding life. It was a religious worldview. I saw Christianity first and foremost as a search for truth. Everyone and everything was evaluated through this lens. I evaluated every sermon. Was that message right or wrong? I judge people and myself. A knowledge paradigm reduces Christianity to a true-false test, and you become the judge. I was constantly looking to find what was wrong with myself, with family, friends, my church, etc. Finally, I learned about grace. Jesus initiates relationship with us by forgiving us, by giving us grace. The cross, the tree of life, made that possible. And Jesus continues our relationship with him in the same way. We sin, he continues to love us, and he forgives us again. More grace. The goal of every human life is to become like Jesus. We need to live receiving and giving grace. Grace in the New Testament is the Greek word charis, which means goodwill, loving kindness, and favor. New Testament Greek lexicon, NAS. Ephesians 2, 4-6 says, But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much, that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It's only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. I finally understood. God's grace is greater than any failure any weakness, any sin I or anyone else will ever commit. Grace is God's righteousness for everyone who is in Christ. Grace is Jesus saying, you're weak. Here, take my strength. You sinned. 
Here's my blood to wash away your sin. This is James 2.13 in action. But mercy triumphs over justice. Truth is important, but love is more important. Jesus' tree of life, the cross, triumphs over the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Mercy triumphs over justice. Grace is undeserved, unmerited favor. Grace is forgiveness again and again. Grace is loving people in their brokenness and in their sin. Grace is loving people who don't deserve love and won't love you in return. I forgave myself for my flaws. I forgave others for their flaws and their offenses or perceived offenses against me. And I asked Jesus to help me see and love people the way he does. And over the many years since, he's helped me see people through his eyes of love. And that has changed everything. Activation. Look for the good in people. In Matthew 7, 1, Jesus said, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. From the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. God warns us to stop judging people. Only God's grace empowers that kind of love. Grace isn't just undeserved favor. Grace is the ability to live the life God calls us to live. Grace is power. See 2 Corinthians 12, 9. I want you to think about a difficult person in your life. I want you to practice giving grace, forgiveness, love, undeserved favor to that person. Often, how we see a problem is the problem. That's true in relationships. Begin by praying, Jesus, show me how you see that person. I've done this many times, and I'm often surprised how Jesus sees people. Jesus sees who we could become. He sees the potential in us. Then lovingly, he draws that potential from us. Finally, give that person grace. Love them in their brokenness and sin. Love them more when they deserve it the least. And watch God's love flow through you and draw the potential for good out of that person. (laughs) Now, I know some of you are thinking right now, I don't feel love. (laughs) Gary Chapman said something very profound in his book, The Five Love Languages. This is a paraphrase. Love is a decision, followed by an action, followed by a feeling. Decide, act, and the feeling will follow. That's absolutely true. Leave a comment. Please tell me your stories. I can't wait to hear what happens when you give grace to the difficult people in your life. And good things will happen. I know that's true. If you enjoyed this video, please subscribe, like, and comment. And thank you for watching. Thank you for doing the activation to let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Romans 12.2, New Living Translation. Until next time, God bless.